Hey, everybody. Welcome to another crazy edition of the Common Ground Football Podcast. Before we get started, something I noticed today, and it just kind of hit me in my head, in my brain, was uh, how addicted we all are to NFL football. And what I mean by that is I listen to a lot of sports talk radio all day. It's just what I do. In my job, I'm in sales, I'm all over the place. So I listen to a lot of ESPN radio, Fox Sports radio. There's basketball going on right now. The NBA is in you know, full swing. There's a college uh, football national championship game they could all be talking about. There's all these other things. Yet, all we're hearing is who got hired where? Who's the next coach? What are they doing? The, the Giants did what? It's this whole thing where no matter what time of year it is, we're completely focused on NFL football. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Common Ground Football Podcast, episode number 85. Uh, If you've already listened to episode 84, then you know why I'm apologizing right now for it. Um, I had a good 54-minute episode all done, ready to go. Got done recording. Went to hit the good old Command S on the Mac. And the entire thing just froze. And I sat around for like 20 minutes, hoping that it would eventually get through whatever it was trying to do and allow me to finish what I was doing. And of course, um, that was not the luck that I would have. And, and, uh, yeah, so frustrated. I just completely shut it down, walked away and then, uh, came back the next day and checked it. And autosave had given me the first 35 minutes or so, which literally ended right at when I was going to start talking about uh, Wild Card Weekend and previewing Wild Card Weekend. So I could have just deleted the episode and said, screw it. But I, I released, just before I started recording this, I released what I had done. So it's out there as episode 84. It's just not complete. So I apologize for that. And it's a rant on a game, basically, that's already way in the past. But Oh, well, um, let's move on to episode 85, because that's what we're here to talk about today. Uh, what are we going to do today? So uh, we're going to recap Wild Card Weekend. Seahawks were victorious in Philadelphia, um, what that means for them, and, uh, and then we'll go through the rest of the scores uh, that took place during Wild Card Weekend, and um, there were some good games, man. It was a good a really good weekend of, of football. And, um, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So we will go through and, uh, talk about those games. Um, we've got an NFL coaching update. We got lots of vacancies that have been filled. There's only one still that we're waiting for really. And surprise, surprise who it is. And then, um, Tom Brady kind of put out an Instagram today or kind of, he did, and we're going to talk about what he had to say on the future of his career and then um, and go from there. So 
Um, then we're gonna. <laughs> then we got to uh, talk about the next round of the playoffs. So since the Seahawks won, they're gonna go to Green Bay and play the Packers. So we'll talk about that game because the last episode was cut short. I've got Dennis from Ohio his question of the week from last week that we'll talk about and then i got his question of the week from this week so you get a double dose of dennis from ohio so hopefully you guys are all ready for that and then uh game picks of course and then we'll get the hell out of here and then i apologize for my voice i am battling some sort of just chest cold i'm super congested and in the chest and it's made my voice this really sexy uh radio voice whatever this is i don't know it's definitely special makes it fun to talk so without further ado let's uh let's jump into um pre well we're going to recap uh wildcard weekend so um and we're going to restart with the seahawks of course because that's my team um all you cowboys fans that are listening are like oh wait that's right cowboys aren't in the playoffs oh it's so sad um sorry that was a an unnecessary dig on on the cowboys fans i i kind of apologize i guess um maybe not we are going to talk about the cowboys though because of other things so don't worry there's it's coming so seahawks uh went to philadelphia they won same score as last time and with that came the same story as last time almost they won but they should have won by a hell of a lot more honestly i mean the final score was 17 to 9 and it could have been 30 to 9 uh it it, the the offense could have done a hell of a lot more but it's okay it's okay because in the end they won it's the playoffs that's if you don't win you're going home so whatever gets us to the next round i'm in let's start with awesome and bummer awesome uh dk metcalf um if you watched the game, you know why I'm saying DK Metcalf. That guy had a record-setting game for a rookie in a playoff game as a wide receiver. Seven receptions, 160 yards, one crazy touchdown, another amazing leaping catch to end the game basically at the end. And, uh, you know he seven of nine targets so he 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 was fantastic and damn they needed him because they couldn't run the ball couldn't run the ball at all they had 64 total rushing yards russell wilson was the leading rusher so they needed their receivers to step up and they did and dk was the stud and he had his coming out party so hell yeah bummer um i'm gonna go with there could be a couple things here i could go with the rushing game but I don't blame that on them. I think that the def- the Carolina or Carolina, the Philadelphia, uh, something Carolina flashing the screen over here. Um, the Philadelphia defense just wouldn't let him run and give the uh, give Schottenheimer as much as I hate giving him credit. Give him credit. He adjusted and they went more with the passing game. So, um, but I'm not going to go with the rusher, rushing game. I'm, I'm going to go with an injury that just kind of because any injury now is is kills us. It just any anything else were injury wise. So Ziggy Ansah, he got hurt, a neck stinger. And the only reason, like I said, I'm making that my bummer is just because we can't afford injuries right now. Ziggy has definitely been a letdown. He hasn't been the guy that they were certainly hoping he was going to be. But um, I still think with him in the game with Clowney, um, that's better than just one of them. Really, I mean, it's 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 nice to have them both. Um, but like I said injuries or something we don't want anymore of we're already beat up enough so 
Um, but Ziggy ended up going out of the game, and we'll see if he ends up playing in um, Green Bay or not. Don't know. Um, so here we go. So defense had a goal uh, to not let the Eagles score a touchdown. They succeeded. They were held them to three field goals. Um, they backed that up with a, a season-high seven sacks. And, uh, man, it was good to see because we've, we've been uh, been missing it in the sacks game for sure. So, um, and, and on the other side of the ball, Russell was only sacked once or lost a seven yards. So they improved on that side of it offensively and protecting Russell. And then defensively, they just got after, after Carson Wentz was out uh, and it was Josh McCowan, they just attacked and uh, six sacks for four, loss of 14 yards. is fantastic. So um, defense had their struggles. They made uh, McCowan look um pretty damn good for a 40 year old but they you know they have a history this season of making those old guys look pretty good so um i wanted it to look much easier that for them against him but uh not so much but again in the end it's a win we'll take it uh i do want to say that that hit on wentz from Clowney, um it's unfortunate i hate you hate seeing it in the game i don't think it was a dirty hit and i'm not saying that just because i'm a seahawks fan that's one of my guys um I don't think it was a dirty hit. The guy Wentz was a runner. Um, he was going down. You just you don't know what their intentions are. Even if he obviously he intended to leave with the head because he did, but he could have been aiming for chest. And, and the fact that that Wentz went down the way he did and ended up being head. I mean, we don't know. They're, they're, these guys are flying at a million miles an hour and they can't adjust in the air. It just it doesn't work that way. So um, I, I don't think it was a dirty hit. But whether it was or not, the death threats. And all the bullshit from Philadelphia fans, that shit needs to stop. None of it is worth that. And that's inappropriate. It's wrong. And you guys got to be better humans, man. Like, there's no reason for that crap. And he was. He was getting attacked on social media, getting threats. And that's just not right. Like, if you think it was an ugly play and it was dirty, fine. But you really want to threaten him and his family? What kind of society are we living in? That's just stupid. So be better. Now I know why uh, Andrew just hates Eagles fans. That's ridiculous. Uh, Wilson had a good day. Um, I mean, he was 18 to 30, 325 yards, touchdown. Uh, Again, only that one sack. Um, They couldn't run the ball, so they depended a lot on Russell. And, uh, you know, he missed a couple of throws here and there but i'll tell you what i did like and i what i like to see and i don't know i don't they didn't look like they were designed runs but um russell he ran the ball he he was their leading rusher 45 yards nine carries his long was 22 yards something we hadn't seen all season and we were kind of missing and then i know a lot of the media guys the sports media guys were like i'll just wait till we get to the playoffs and they were right he when the playoffs obviously it's winter go home he he knew he had to step up and he did um so at the end of the day um they won. They were able to hold on against another injury decimated team. And sometimes that's how it goes in the NFL. You know, uh, the Hawks have been lucky all season and that continued for another week. So there were some good things. There were some bad things. Do we sit there and dwell on them? No, because we just move on to the next one trying to get to a Super Bowl. So, um, congratulations. They move on. And what does it set up? Well, it sets up a matchup in green Bay. So, um they're gonna head to to uh see mr aaron 
And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode, but that's, that's what they're doing. So um, good job, boys. Uh, let's move on to um, the rest of wildcard weekend. Cause like I said, it was actually, uh, it was a good weekend of football. I like the playoffs for a lot of reasons, but the fact that you get, you know, two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday and that's it. And it's just, you know, and they were all decent games. I mean, you're talking about two games were in overtime. So uh, Saturday, Bills and Texans. I picked the Texans to win. I just thought that they had the better shot. And the Bills came out in that game, and they dominated the first the first half. Uh, they were up 13 nothing, And... In the end, give the Texans credit. Deshaun Watson in overtime made a hell of a play, and they ended up kicking a winning field goal. So um, Bills were close. They had a chance in that one, but we started off the weekend with a very exciting game, and the Texans move on. So um, the next one that day was Titans-Patriots. Now, you guys wouldn't have heard this in episode 84 because we lost the that half of the episode, but I said that... Um, watch out for the Titans. Who cares the Patriots are 12 and four? Who cares that they have Tom Brady? Who cares that it's being played in Foxborough? Nobody cares. The Patriots were a shadow of what they used to be. Tom Brady was, is in his way, you know, in the end, basically he is not good. Uh, he's, you know, in his forties, you know, he, like a lot of these guys, they're really good. And then all of a sudden the dive is really quick and he definitely took a dive this season. So, I said, watch out for them. I'm not, I, I picked the Titans to win and I was right again. And the Titans went up there and beat them 20 to 13. And they held the Patriots scoreless in the second half. So Derrick Henry, great game, rushed for 182 yards, had a touchdown. Tom Brady, they couldn't do shit. And yeah, they don't have a lot of weapons and they just weren't a great team. They were, they were, we talk about the Seahawks being worse than their record was. Patriots were very much worse than their record was. So kudos to the Titans for going up there and beating the Patriots. Unless you're a Patriots fan, nothing about that made you sad. I was ecstatic. Uh, Sunday, uh, first game, Vikings and Saints. Kicked right off with an overtime game again. And here you are, the Saints. You know, they were my pick. They were my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the season. And, you know, they're 13-3. and three. You know, they miss out on, on a top seed to get a bye, and I I I expected them to, to win this game. I, I gave the Vikings a shot, but I didn't think that we would see the Vikings come out on top, and they did. Vikings win 26-20 in overtime, and give Kirk Cousins credit. He finally does it. Um, his little four-yard fade on third and goal in overtime to Kyle Rudolph, perfect throw perfect catch saint season is over one game um that was unexpected and it changes the whole playoff picture and we'll talk about that in a second and then of course seahawks win in philadelphia 17 to 9 in a sunday night game to uh you know cap off a crazy good crazy good weekend um in football so um nfl coaches man a lot's happened so wasn't able i i talked about um 
in the last episode did I did get to talk about this and uh but a lot of the stuff hadn't broken yet on on hires. So we knew we still didn't know what was going on with Jason Garrett at the time of the last episode, right? So they had like three meetings or they were having a third uh, rumor had it that they were trying to fire him and Garrett was telling him, no, 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 give me a chance. And all this, it was like a weird breakup is what it was. And so they finally fired him and Garrett's time is done. And so he was the last one out. And then we had a bunch of hires. So we already knew Ron Rivera was going to be hired in Washington for the uh, Redskins. So that's done. And then we didn't know how long. So you got Garrett out. How long is, the coaching search in um, Dallas going to last. There's all, you know, there, the rumors have been flying for most of the season about who could replace Garrett. Should he be let go? And, you know, you had college coach names come up. You had, you know, urban Meyer and, and all these different guys. And then on the NFL side with NFL coaching experience, you know, there's a bunch of guys out there looking for jobs. So um, I don't know why I didn't think of this or, or I didn't see the name brought up a lot, but, they ended up only a day after officially letting Jason Garrett go. They made their decision and they hired former Packers coach Mike McCarthy. So they already found their guy. It was quick. And I don't know. I, I not, I, we know I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I actually like the hire. Um, I think it'll be good for them. And with any with any new coach going into Dallas it's all about how they react and how they deal with an owner that is very involved and you know I'm sure they talked about that it sounds like Mike McCarthy spent like the night at they did a little sleepover at at, uh, Jerry's house and and so we'll see how it goes but he was in Green Bay for 13 years he was 125 and 77 and two and you know he had he's being handed a pretty damn good roster so, and rumor has it that um, they're going to keep Kellen Moore on as offensive coordinator. Obviously, he'll bring in his own guy for defensive coordinator. And uh, so, not sure about the whole coaching staff yet, but um, that one's done. Your, your coach in Dallas is now Mike McCarthy. A new era begins, and we'll see what happens. Um, I can tell you that I did text Andrew and asked him um, how he felt. What do you think about this? And he said, um, he's a winning coach, has a hell of a roster to work with, took Reed, Carroll, and Belichick a second team to take off. So that's a very good point. And then he liked the idea of going after a solid veteran uh, NFL head coach instead of a college coach. So, and the only thing that he's nervous about is the staff around him. So he's happy. He's a Dallas fan of this show. So if he's happy, I'm good. Uh, the other coaches that were hired, uh, we, again, we already knew about Ron Rivera. We got Mike McCarthy done. So then the Panthers, um, they got their guy, and uh, they nabbed the Baylor head coach, uh, Matt Rule. And um, I I haven't watched his press conference yet, but it sounds like he's happy. He's excited about the opportunity. So he took over Baylor when it was in shambles, and he turned it around. Very short amount of time. They were like 1-11 in 2017 and just two years later 11 and one i'd say that's pretty damn good turnaround so um they i i think that that's a good hire as well the one that's puzzling everyone just because nobody understands what the hell's going on the giants hire 
Joe Judge as their head coach. And everyone probably heard that yesterday and were like, who? Well, that's the uh, Patriots special teams coordinator and wide receivers coach. The Giants hired him as their new head coach. It's just another puzzling move made by the Giants. Just I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I guess they're hiring him because he's from the Patriots and he's from the Belichick tree. Is that why? I, I don't know. But there was no there was no there was no rush. Like why why you still got you still got these other guys out there. You still have some college coaches that are interested. You got um you know, you got uh what's his butt over there in New England? Um the offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. There we go. Um you got him out there as a possibility. He's interviewing with the Browns. Um there's other guys. <laughs> And they just jump on, a, a, like, who? It was just very puzzling. So the Browns are the only ones that haven't hired anybody. And they're, they're, they want a decision. They want it done by, like, Friday or Saturday so they can start their, their general manager search. Uh, Josh McDaniels is interviewing, I think, Friday. Maybe it's earlier than that. Um, there's a bunch of guys interviewing. So I just if I was a, a coaching candidate, the, the Browns job is the last job I would want. So, I mean, Josh McDaniels, come on, man. You had a better – a couple years ago when you bailed, you had a better opportunity. Like this – you want to go to Cleveland? I – Joe Judge would be like the, like the Browns job is a, no, is a job for someone no name to go to because they can't get a big name because they're Cleveland. So what do I know? I don't know anything. That's for sure. That's for true. That doesn't even make sense. That's for sure. Um, and then – lastly in our nfl news so you know the patriots lose wild card weekend so immediately it's oh they're that they're done so what's the future hold uh brady's not under contract anymore um belichick does he want to keep coaching what's brady gonna do is he gonna retire is he gonna go somewhere else is he gonna stay sign another deal in new england you know what's what's the plan and it's been a few days and Mr. Tom Brady, he uh, went to Instagram and he um, wrote that after a few days of reflection, he um, basically has said that um, he's not done, is how you can basically summarize it. Um, he said, uh, basically... <clears throat> Um, you don't always win. You can, however, learn from failure, pick yourself up, up, pick yourself up with great enthusiasm and place yourself in the arena again. And that's right where you'll find me because I know I still have more to prove. So basically what he's saying is he, he's not retiring. So now the question is, where is he going to play? Um, my bet is he ends up back in new England again and they give you know they go out and get him some weapons and they make another run at it for a year or two and then he finally calls it quits but he could end up in you know somewhere warmer he could up you know say indianapolis or i like the la chargers as a place for him to go there's possibilities out there where tom brady could finish up his career somewhere else and i don't know what he plans to do is if he's going to really test free agency or just basically go to robert Kraft and say okay how much bring me back i think he's probably earned the right to do that so uh we'll see but it's we're gonna be that'll be a story to watch for sure 
and um, maybe he waits and sees what New England does for weapons. Maybe he waits and see waits to see if you know what kind of receivers you know what they bring in. Um, is Gronk really serious about possibly coming back? All those things might play into it. We'll see. I don't know. You know, Josh McDaniels, if he does go somewhere else, ends up coaching the Browns. You know, and then you're you got a whole new OC you got to learn from if you if you're you know anywhere you go that kind of opens the door more because you know you're not the comfort there is Belichick that's it who's not very comforting if you ask me so um, we'll be we'll be we'll be looking and watching that closely um, as the goat as much as I don't like him he's still he's you know the greatest quarterback ever to play so where he ends up next year will definitely be interesting so keep an eye on that okay. Let's talk about the divisional round. Let's talk about the first games. Seahawks cap off the weekend. So let's talk about the other three real quick. And I'm not going to get deep into them. We're just going to go over them. So um, these are all, of course, teams that are off a of bye week. They've had time. The question is, does that time, you know, make them better um, or does it make them rusty? So we'll see. Uh, Saturday. And this is in Pacific time. So 135, the 135 game is the NFC side. Vikings at Santa Clara to play the Niners. Um, Vikings are, I mean, t- for them to go and beat the Saints, they're on a roll. They finished out the season nice and strong. Um, I would not be shocked if they were to go in there and win. The Niners are up and down. But they're also your number one seed, and they're the number one seed for a reason. And they've got a good defense. And when Jimmy Graps is on, he can be a good quarterback. Um, there are seven. The Niners are a seven-point favorite. I'll do my game picks in a little bit, but I mean, that's not a game where I look at it and go, "Oh, the Vikings will have a shot." I think they absolutely have a shot. And if the Vikings win, it's again, the Vikings winning against New Orleans made kind of shuffled how everything can look so them winning there too changes things the next game at 5 15 uh saturday night is the titans and ravens in baltimore now titans congratulations you you beat new england that's awesome you're not beating the ravens it's just not going to happen i would be at you know the saints getting bumped out in the first round is one thing or in their first playoff game I would be absolutely shocked if that were to happen to the Ravens. I mean, absolutely shocked. Not giving my official pick, but you pretty much know what it is now. They're a 10-point favorite. That should be more. I don't see how the Titans go in there and are any sort of threat to the Ravens. And uh, the Ravens will move on for the AFC Championship for sure. Well, not for sure, but I'm like 99% sure. Uh, Sunday. First game is at noon, 12.05, Texans-Chiefs. This one's weird because they have Kansas City as a 10-point favorite. That's the same as Baltimore. I, that, to me, that means you're saying that Texans don't really have a shot. I think they absolutely do. They got Deshaun Watson. Pat Mahomes is an incredible talent for the Chiefs, but he hasn't been healthy all year. And he's you know he, he still does incredible things on a bum ankle, but how, how is he 100%? I doubt it playoffs nobody's 100 russell wilson's on 100 um i think i would i think that the 10 points is, is too much i gotta believe the texans go in there and have a real shot now who's gonna win i'm not sure yet i'll figure it out by the time i get to that um 
and then Seahawks Packers. So let's talk about this game. Packers are only a four point favorite at home. So you go into this game thinking positive, like the Seahawks actually have a shot and that's because they do. So Green Bay was quietly a decent team all season led by a defense that a Ron uh, desperately wanted and bitched about for years. Right. So he finally gets this defense. But people out there in you know the sports media world want to say how great they are. They were thirteen and three. But let's look at the stats, and the stats tell you something different. So they were eighteenth in total offense, fifteenth in total defense, seventeenth in offensive passing, fifteenth in offensive rushing, fourteenth in passing yards allowed per game, and tenth in rushing yards allowed. That screams pretty mediocre to me. How is that great? They're thirteen and three. So another team like our 11 and five Seahawks that are actually worse than their record is you go across the teams that are actually that, that are left in the playoffs and you look here and you go, okay, are the Vikings really 10 and six good? Yeah, that seems about right. Niners 13 and three. Yeah, that seems about right. Titans nine and seven. Definitely right. Ravens 14 and two. That's pretty damn right. Surprise. They're not 15 and one uh, Texans 10 and six. Uh, honestly, with Deshaun, I thought they were going to be better than that this year, but 10 and six. Sure. Chiefs, 12 and four. Again, injuries, blah, blah, blah. Uh, probably a little bit better. Then this game, it's two teams, worse record or worse team than what their record is. Guaranteed. Both of these guys. A little overrated. That's okay. When you look at those ra- ra- uh, rankings, you know, Seattle's like 26th in total defense. That's not good. <laughs> but they're fourth. In rushing, Seahawks. So there's some things that they're better at, but it all means basically that Packers are really good at stopping their run, or that's their best thing. They're 10th in rushing yards allowed. So what do we need to see? Well, we need to see that means to, it needs to be Russell's game again, right? We need to look for them to try to establish the run early, as they usually do, which they should absolutely do. You don't just go into that game and assume – you know, we're just going to pass it. See what you can get out of it. You got Homer. You got Lynch. Carol's saying that Lynch looks, you know, keeps looking better and better each week. He's going to get more of the workload. Um, you know, try and establish the run. But if it doesn't work, make those adjustments. Maybe go to play action passing game a little bit. And then eventually just start airing it out. Use Russell. Use DK. DK just came off a record-setting game. You already know what you got in Tyler Lockett. Use him. David Moore can kind of catch the ball here and there, but use those two and then throw Hollister in tight end spot. That's what they got to do. 14th and passing yards allowed per game. It's right in the middle. It's not good. It's not bad. Let Russell cook, man. Pretty simple. Now, on the other side of that, though, weather will be a factor. It's going to be cold as hell. Hell's not really cold. Um, It's going to be really freaking cold. So 24 is the high for that day. This game kicks off at 3.40 our time. It's like 5.40. Are they central time? Wisconsin. So they'd be, maybe they're eastern time. You know, it's later. So it's not going to be 24, but like 20 degrees. It's going to be cold. It'll be in the teens by the time the game is done. And Russell doesn't play amazing in the cold. But hopefully this is the day that changes that, right? Um, as long as it's not snowing and the winds stay pretty calm, like the weather forecast like that was like 7 miles an hour. That's calm. It's fine. Um, so that's what they got to do. You try to establish the run. If it doesn't work, do what you just did in the 
last playoff game, which is the complete opposite of what you did last year against Dallas. You make some adjustments, and you rock and roll. Again, they should have put up way more points against Philly. So go crazy here. Just keep scoring. Put the pedal down and go. Um, and here's what it sets up. Here's the crazy thing. So I talked about how the Vikings screwed everything up. They didn't screw anything up, but they just – them winning just kind of changed how everything goes because now they're a six seed and they're playing in the divisional round. So you got a five and a six seed still alive. So with a win, the Seahawks, of course, get to play in another NFC championship game, which is the third in Pete Carroll's tenures here. Um, it's their, what, fourth total? And um, if the Niners win Saturday against the Vikings, then that game takes place in Santa Clara. It's our rematch game that we all wanted. Uh, it'd be so much fun to take them down in, in Denham Stadium down there. Uh, that'd be fantastic. But if the Vikings somehow win that game, Vikings take out the Niners. The NFC Championship game would be between a five and a six seed, which is crazy. And, of course, it would take place back here in the Northwest, CenturyLink Field, Seattle, Washington. Can you imagine that? Now, we have talked over and over again about how this team, this team this season is much better on the road. Best road team in the NFL if you look at their record. At home, they were like, what, four and four? They weren't great. Do we really want to be at home for an NFC Championship game? For the fans, you're damn right. Yeah, that the atmosphere in that stadium for NFC Championship is like nowhere else. It's nuts. But they haven't played well there, and I don't know if it's the pressure of at home or whatever it is. But honestly, I would rather take a shot on the road. So I'm kind of hoping. And don't take offense to this twelves, but I'm kind of hoping the Niners win. I rather would play in Santa Clara, which is so weird. But beating the Niners for a trip to the Super Bowl in their stadium would just be. Oh, a beautiful, beautiful thing. But that's getting ahead of ourselves, and we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. We're going to just stay right where we're at, right where we're at and we're going to worry about beating the Packers because that's what they need to do. It being a four-point Packer-favored game, that's might as well be a pick em, in my opinion. That four points is basically because they're at home and they're 13-3 and three Packers. I ain't scared ain't scared i'm trying to be positive okay so i promised a double dose of dennis from ohio because of of last week getting so screwed up so here is uh dennis from ohio and his question from last week that i will uh, i'll address this week here we go Hey guys, what's up? It's Dennis from Ohio, and first of all, Brian, I got to get this out of the way. I know you're not going to like this one this week, but woo! That's all I got to say after the 49ers clinched home field advantage throughout the playoffs and the number one seed in the NFC after that game. Granted, I watched up until the middle of the third quarter as I had to get up at like four in the morning for work, so I woke up to seeing the score, but didn't realize all the chaos that was happening at the end. Um, so with that, uh, my question for you, uh, Brian, I know there's a lot of coaches out there that just try to run the same plays regardless of what team they are playing. I know Kyle Shanahan likes to scheme for different teams based on if defenses over pursue, stuff like that. But do you think there's more coaches out there that on a week to week basis will change up their defense based on who they're playing or their offense based on who they're playing or if they just try to run the same thing? and hope that it works. I know you were complaining about the Seahawks' base defense and not changing up anything. 
So just curious as to your thoughts on that. And also, um, I ended up, I think, 99.9% in the pigskin pick them. I know that won't get me anything, but just putting out there, even though you didn't even save your picks. But I look forward to your question. I look forward to the playoffs. Good luck to you and your Seahawks this weekend. Other than that, stay buttery smooth. Hashtag go 49ers. Woo! (laughs) I think he meant, I look forward to your answer, I think is what he meant. Um, I'm going to be short and sweet with this. I got to hope that most NFL coaches uh, scheme to um, the team that they're going to play. So, and and don't just play, oh, well, we play a base defense, so we're just going to do that. You got to look at, I mean, I'm not an NFL coach, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you're obviously looking at tape. You're looking at, at what they, what their team, what your opponent does well, and then you're scheming against that, basically. And um, I don't, I complain a lot about the Seahawks coaching staff and how they scheme things. And I don't think it's because, I don't think that they're not scheming. They're not planning. I just think their planning is bad. So they're watching tape and then they're making a plan on how, what to attack and how to attack it. And I think that that, that plan sometimes is poor. And, and that's when I get frustrated because, um, you get a whole week to prepare, right? You got to, you got to, you got to set yourself up for success. And sometimes just, and they just don't. And then the other frustrating part is then you get into the game and something's not working. And then how soon do you adjust? Schottenheimer has this big thing about, well, you got to stay on schedule. Well, you just, sometimes you can't. One of the big things in that Eagles game was the fact that how many third downs that Seahawks converted on, they were third and longs and they were third and longs because they could not, the the play calling was bullshit for a lot of the series. And it kept feeling like he didn't know what to do once they got quote unquote off schedule. And then all of a sudden you're in a third and long and you're hoping for a, for an amazing play from Russell, which you got a lot of actually helped them win that game, but you can't depend on that every, every single time. You got to be able to go off schedule and improvise and come up with something creative and do creative things. You see a weakness in a defense, exploit the crap out of it. Go nuts. Do it over and over again. And if they adjust to it, then go to something else. That's what you want to see. Again, I'm not a coach, so what do I know? All right. Let's see what he's got to say this week. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Dennis from Ohio here with my weekly question. Uh, but first of all, I got to give a whoo for last or two weeks ago when my 49ers beat the Seahawks and we didn't get a show last week because some technical difficulties messed up the show. Brian, I know you were upset. You worked hard to put this show together, so I felt bad for you. So I got that out of the way. Thanks, buddy. Um, so for my question this week is with all the coaching hires, I believe we've had four of the five get coaches. What do you think about these teams just bringing in coaches that just got fired or were fired last year? It seems to be we're just recycling the same coaches moving from one team to another, and then in about two years, they're trying to answer the same question because nothing changed instead of possibly bringing in, you know, the young college ranks. I know the Giants just signed Baylor's coach to a seven-year, $60 million deal, which that's insane also. But just curious as to your thoughts about that, uh, recycled coaches versus the young coaches in college. 
that could come in and light a fire, especially with the way the NFL is changing with more of the run-and-shoot, up-tempo offenses. Um, other than that, look forward to your answer. Good luck this week to your Seahawks in Green Bay. Hopefully my 49ers can pull out a win against the Vikings. Stay buttery smooth. Woo! Go Niners. Yeah, I didn't mention that when I was talking about the coaches, the the seven years, I think it's seven years, 60 million or something. A crazy, ridiculous contract for Matt Rule or Matt. What's his name? Rule. Incentives could be upwards of 70 million. That's for a coach. Insane. So I didn't bring that up. That's. uh, Well. So Dennis asked, he basically he's asking about recycling coaches. So he, he's referring to like Rivera, McCarthy, these guys that, you know, McCarthy's been out for a year. Rivera was fired earlier this season. Um, I think when it comes down to it, I think that, I mean, we're not in the interview process. We're not in the interviews of these guys. Obviously, they're saying something that's impressing owners, presidents, general managers, whoever, to get these jobs. I mean, McCarthy, should he have had more success in Green Bay with Aaron? Absolutely. But just like with Rivera in Carolina, I I think that sometimes um, it just goes, it just gets stale. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're coaching these players for a long time and especially like your system, if you, it's hard to change something we see in Seattle, Pete Carroll's going to run it his way a certain way. And it's always going to be that way. Right. So I, I think that I don't think that you're necessarily recycling, even if they do somewhat similar things and what they did in their previous job, they're still with a new team. They're still with a different roster. They're still with, it's all new to everyone. And you hope that they obviously do make some changes and do things a little bit better, but I don't think it's a bad thing. If, you know, Rivera, he, he was loved by the players. So um, if they were proven, go for it. You know, Jason Garrett's going to get a job somewhere. It may not be as a head coach, but he's going to get a job somewhere. He spent a lot of time in Dallas. McCarthy was very successful in Green Bay. Should have been more. So um, college coaches, that's where it gets weird because you just don't know how they're going to translate. You have no idea. And that, and that's what makes it difficult. Um, would I bring in a college coach that's not has zero NFL experience and pay them $60 million? Hell no. But Carolina does things different. They, they, they just, wow. And we don't even know what they're going to do with Cam Newton. So, um, I think if the, if the college coach blows you away, and you feel like um, that's your answer, you go for it. But, you know, I I, I kind of like what Andrew said. He's happy about McCarthy because he's got NFL experience. And that is important. Even though Carroll was – even though Pete Carroll was fired in his previous NFL jobs, he still has NFL experience. It's a different world when you go up to the big leagues, right? I know it's baseball, but still, it's a different world. So, and there's some college guys that probably can do it and and just not skip a beat. So, Matt Rule, he looks like a a, a a football coach, man. He just does. And I I I would be surprised if he if he doesn't do well in Carolina. 
So it's the weird like special teams coordinator like judge that gets hired in New York that you go, what? Those are the decisions that just make you scratch your head and just kind of wonder what the hell. So, um, and every year it's different. I mean, who knows? We'll, we'll be going through this again next season. So, you know, someday Belichick's going to retire. What's New England going to do? You know, Carroll is the oldest coach in the league. How much longer is he going to go? And then where do the Seahawks go from there? So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. Good questions, Dennis. I always appreciate you chiming in. I uh, appreciate your support on our podcast. You've always been the best. Um, we love you. Um, all right. That means that it's time for everyone's favorite segment. The big moment. Winning. Oh, yeah. So, divisional round. Here we go. Real quick. Vikings, Niners. Vikings have a shot, but I'm going to give that game to the Niners. Niners take that. Uh, move on to the NFC Championship game. Titans, Ravens, again, Titans have no shot. I'm sorry. They just don't. Uh, Ravens win easily. They move on to the AFC Championship. The other half of that game is either the Texans or the Chiefs. This is a weird one. Again, I think that they don't aren't giving tech, the Texans enough of a chance, and with that, I'm going to pick the Houston Texans to upset the Kansas City Chiefs and reach the AFC Championship against the Baltimore Ravens. And then that takes us to the Seahawks, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But I do want to remind everybody that if you're an Apple Podcast listener and uh you're listening to our podcast please take the time while you're in there to leave us a review and give us a rating help us grow uh with this podcast has already gone to heights that we never thought it would go to and uh we have big plans for it hopefully it's me and andrew again in the future and uh for right now still having a blast and when my computer uh, cooperates so uh, but yes please leave us a review help us grow also make sure even if you're not an apple podcast listener when you see us post you know retweet Share on Facebook. Tell all your friends about it. If you know other Cowboys fans or other Seahawks fans or just other NFL fans in general that aren't listening, let them know you listen. Let them know you like it. Get them on board. Um, you know, let's grow the family here. And uh, But thank you for all your support. We really, really, really appreciate it. Um, this is going to be a big 2020. We're excited. Okay. Winning. It's time. Seahawks, Packers. Before I looked up the stats... For the Packers, I honestly was going to go with the Packers in this game. I'm not kidding. Remember, I don't do homer picks. I don't go, oh, I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm always going to pick the Seahawks to win. I don't do that. But uh, I was going to pick Packers. And then I started digging into numbers, listened to Pete Carroll, looked at injury reports, thought about it. I'm going to go Seahawks. Seahawks are going to win. They're going to go to an NFC Championship game. Probably in San Francisco. And they have a chance to uh, go to another Super Bowl, which is just nuts. So I'm going to take Seahawks. Winning. Final score, 34-24. How about that? Winning. And with that, we, uh, we're we going to get out of here. I almost have zero voice left. It's been a blast. Um, I'm going to go get some coffee. And... Uh, Enjoy the divisional round, and it's championship weekend next weekend. Should be a blast. And uh, until next time, go Hawks. <laughs>